All right, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and we are back for another episode of the Peasant Party Podcast. I am your host, Charlotte Warren, and to my right, we've got someone back in the house. What's up? What's up, Annabelle? (laughs) Hello. Happy to be here. I'm glad to hear it. What's new with you? Mm, Girl, what is new with me? Um, I watched portrait of a lady on fire the other night and it changed um my life the way that i see the world i see the world as a more beautiful poetic place now i watched it like two nights ago and it's just like all i've been thinking about for the last two days nice you really felt something yeah yeah are you into art house like that do you like art house films i need to see portrait of a lady on fire everyone tells me i need to see it it's so good it's a it's like just an absolutely soul-crushing lesbian period peace romance drama tragedy it's so good it's so good will it hit me in the feels yeah it'll hurt oh it'll hurt good not another feels trip but (laughs) those are good every once in a while Uh yeah what else is new with you in other realms you gave you've given us updates on your romantic life you know i don't know he yeah i um actually officially today or was it last night maybe it was like yesterday he was like, um, so can we just like be in a relationship? And this is this is your uh, my ex, your man. ex, that you're back with <laughs> current man, yeah. All right. So uh, I'm officially off the market, as they say. What? Well, that was fast. Shout out Zach if he's listening to this. Shout yeah. out Zach. Shout out cool. Zach. Well, I love to hear. Yeah, shout out Zach. Shout out to Zach. Um, yeah, I guess to to kick things off, um, as you probably know, we hit uh, or yeah, hit a hundred thousand followers on TikTok, which kind of was a long time coming. I think we're the grand total is like a hundred and six or so right now. Um, something that's come with that um, is you know people that have been asking, oh, do you have a podcast? Like, do you have a blog or something? Like, have you written a book? No, I haven't written a book, but I do have a podcast. Um, and considering that we're going to share these clips, we're going to, um, you know, push people to this because I would be honored to have you as a, all, all y'all as a follower of this podcast. In addition to my TikTok, kind of wanted to do like an overview of what our podcast is all about because I feel like we just dove into things and didn't really like explain the format of the podcast or what the meaning of it is. Yeah. And sometimes people want to know that. So um, I'll, yeah, I guess I'll kind of share yeah, with you're you in the world. Have to do that for yeah. Sure. <laughs> so um, yeah, Peasant Party Podcast has originated. I started doing TikTok um, content. Uh, probably yeah may or june of um of last year so pretty much been little over little over a year and it all started because um a group of friends and i went to a a brunch um we um were talking about old stories and i said to one of my friends oh yeah like you know um phil the guy you dated and i um he was someone she went on dates with for you know month and a half ongoing came to our company holiday party we worked together um things like that and she quickly like interrupted me when I said, you know, the guy you dated, she says, we were never dating. We were never in a relationship. We were only talking. And I'm just like, what? No, you were going on dates for the course of a month and a half. You were dating. It started this whole debate at this brunch. Um, it ended with her saying, agree to disagree. I don't take agree to disagree very well. <laughs> you said, I I'm, will not. <laughs> exactly. I'm very stubborn. Um, and so of course, like my opinion, actively going on dates, dating, talking stage is that window of time for that first date takes place. You're organizing your date, whatever. Um, and because I was so stubborn, I took it to, I, I drew up this little graph, um, of, you know, here's your timeline, talking stage, dating, then you're in a relationship. Dating does not mean in a relationship. Um, and I drew it up, I put it on TikTok and I said, I'm declaring war on this term. Um, I was not as loud when I first started doing it. Now I'm a little more intense. <laughs> now you're pissed. Um, yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I made a video saying this is, we're not doing talking stage to describe someone you're going on dates with. 
of course, it starts a debate in the comments. I think some big influencer stitched it and then it blew up, um, you know, influx of followers. And I'm like, hmm, this is kind of fun. Um, my day job is in digital marketing. Um, so kind of had some, you know, interest in TikTok in general. Um, it was kind of like, how do I keep this up? Like, and I think the next weekend had a friend that described herself as being ghosted, but she was talking about a guy who just like stopped talking to her on a dating app. In my opinion, that is not ghosting. Like for a person to be a ghost, like you have to have met them in person, in my opinion. If you have no proof, yes. Can I, uh, is there a shorthand word for then not ghosted or like, would you just have to say like, oh yeah, we, de- we dated and then we kind of stopped talking and it was this and that, like is so my take on ghosting um and yeah. because my friend yeah it was um she said oh this guy she ghosted me a guy who stopped talking around on dating uh-huh. app. my right. personal take is kind of What's the first that? step of it is you for to, to be ghosted you have to have met somebody in person because if you have never met them in person you right. have no proof they exist if you have no proof they exist they can't be a ghost so that alone makes it not ghosting in general but i also think in general the definition of ghosting is it takes two to be ghosted um, so many people will go on a date and then they'll come home. They won't text the person. Then they won't hear from that person. They'll be like, they ghosted me. No, for something to be ghosting, you have to text them and they have to like deliberately ignore it. And it can't just be like a thanks for a good night. You have to like express some interest in hanging out with them again. Um, that's my take on what ghosting is. Um, so people okay. that say like, oh, I just wait for them to text me. You weren't ghosted. Like that's the consequence. Like you can't ever be ghosted. That's the consequences of your action if, if you don't like reciprocate interest. Aha. Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. Got um, it. Got it. Got so it. I, like I was trying to, I'm like, okay, what can I do doing this visual aid of ghosting? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like, draw, I'm like, okay, it's not, I can't do this like you know, spectrum style. And I'm like, oh, like an X, Y axis with, with, you know, um, one, the X axis being, how well you know this person because you know the better you know a person the less you have to do for it to be ghosting like if you're married to somebody the implications you're going to talk to them if you just disappear like the bar for ghosting is different and then on the um y-axis i put like how much effort the person who claims they're being ghosted put into communicating with this person it starts at silence and goes all the way up to contact the police which is actually kind of funny because if you're married to someone and they disappear and they don't tell you where you're go- they're going, it's reasonable to yes. call the police. Okay, okay, got it. it just got makes it, got it. it. But it, like, you go on a date with one guy and then he doesn't respond. Well, to so you it's so funny the because there are people who have written in <laughs> I was and then, not about in a, you. <laughs> no one's written this into our mailbag, but I've, I follow other dating podcasts and, and content creators, and some of their mailbags are like, "This we had the best date. I know for there's no way in hell this guy would ghost would ghost me." Um, so I, you know, I called the, like the, the county morgue to see if his body was there or something like that, because they're like, there's no way this guy goes to me. He said like, he wanted to see that he could see himself marrying me. Like, so I just had to check. Um, the delusion, I, I look, I fully am that delusional sometimes. So it's okay. It's okay, girl. But it, it, I mean, yeah, people, people are doing I might do that. I might do that. Yeah. And so like the whole like Y axis, it's like how basically, cause the more effort you put into contacting someone or making it clear, you want to see sure. them, the less room they have to say, mm-hmm. I had no idea they were interested. Like if you just Send someone thanks for the date after a date and you don't say oh i'd love to do this again they can still think like oh you know i thought they were just being polite um i didn't know they wanted to see me again so i just took that as you know them not being interested so yes there's yeah less room to like claim ignorance so i'm, I'm okay. doing this I'm, i was trying to draw it and then i'm like fuck i can't draw this like it's hard to read so i was like oh yeah like with work i do a lot of powerpoints that i have to present back and i have all these templates i'm just gonna put this on an xy axis on a powerpoint and then it started to be this powerpoint thing um, and really what I've done is kind of taken all of these big, it's a lot of big dating buzzwords. What do they mean? I think buzzwords confuse us a lot. Like if someone tells you they were ghosted, um, everyone has a different version in their head of what that is. To some people it's, oh, they stopped talking on a mm-hmm. dating app. Other To other people, ghosting is, 
you know, that you came home from work and all of their stuff was gone from their dresser. Like, that's a different, Brutal, and then you couldn't get a hold yeah. of them. Yeah. But so, we need an objective standard of yes. what these terms mean. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's a lot of that. It's a lot of, um, you know, response to, you know, big dating issues or stuff that comes up on TikTok. Um, mm. You don't get really, you don't get paid out on stitches anymore, but stuff where it's, you know, some big rich influencer came up with a theory to make themselves look cool and ripping it apart. Um, so just a lot of that. And I have fun with it. Um, is it serious? I try to keep it heartfelt, but as you can tell here, I don't scream when I talk to people. I would like to think I'm relatively normal. Um, so it's impassioned. It's impassioned and it's fun. Like it's yeah. Like you, you, you do what gets your response. It gets people's attention. If you kick off a video with you hitting it with a silver pineapple toy, I don't know what that was, but yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're getting good at your transitions. I'm I've getting noticed. a little better at the transitions. But <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, queen. <laughs> yeah, so that's the origin story of the account. It's been kind of a wild ride. Um, you know, bits um, every now and then there's like a video that'll go viral and then it'll go up mm-hmm. in influx. So um, if you're listening this far, I'm happy to have you here on the podcast. Um, and then kind of want to explain what the name comes from, because I haven't explained that as well. Why are we a peasant party? Why are the peasants partying? Why isn't it just like something more normal dating? Um, well, where the name came from is, um, yeah, a few years ago, dated a, a guy who was very kind of like bougie, just would love to like almost to a point where it was performative. Oh my God. Yeah. So dude. almost to the point where it was performative. <laughs> like it was so, it was so ridiculous. Like, um, so when, when we would go out to dinner and stuff, I'd be like, Hey, it's we should totally theatrical. I it was say. theatrical, <laughs> cartoonish, um, cartoonish. Yeah. But uh, you know, Hey, like, let's go out. Like if we go out, let's go during three to six is happy hour. We can get half off appetizers, try some new drinks. Or I would say, Oh, I've got a coupon. And he would just like shake his head and be like, Oh, there's Charlotte off at her little peasant party again like because he would just call me a peasant for looking for deals like a normal person <laughs> like a normal exactly um and so yeah so i had that kind of back in my mind and then um, when i was making a tiktok account just because of the nature of a for you page on instagram whatnot i usually make my username something that's like a play on of my name i didn't want to do that with tiktok and so i'm like what could my name be and it was like i was like welcome to the peasant party and then when it blew up it kind of stuck but i also think even though it is kind of a goofy name that came out of left field, I think it is relevant because I think the modern day peasant is the average Joe and Jill. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. much dating content out there is for, or it's, it's created by big, rich LA, New York influencer types, like a, someone yeah. who's an influencer. People are like, oh, you're dating celebrities. Like, tell me about your dating life. And then all of a sudden Tinks has a dating podcast, despite <sighs> the fact that yeah. no one can really relate to, you know, this woman whose family is very, very wealthy in that sense. Is um, she like upper echelon? I don't know much about. She pretends she's not, but she is. But... Yeah. Okay, so she's kind of like high profile type um, girl. For better or worse, yeah, she got into TikTok pretty early. Dates rich people, that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've, like I used to rag, rag on tins, rag on tinks a lot more, like. Um, but it, I kind of like feel bad doing so now because it's just because there's so much worse out there. Well, she's also <laughs> just like she's kind of like fallen off the wagon. But um, mm. yeah, so it's it's people like a, like a Tinks or like the the We Met at Acme Girls Pretty Privilege. Um, I'm totally just calling out names. Sorry guys, um, if you like these podcasts. Um, but yeah, um, it's either New York, LA influencers, mm-hmm. or on the guy side, it's the Miami Alpha Bro types. Yeah, um, who true. I don't think are as rich as they say they are. I think, um, you know, it's uh, they're renting a lot of what they're doing. But as my old CEO, of my old company used to say, if it flies, floats or fucks, rent it. So totally. they're renting it um, for sure. And yeah, I feel like the the like Caller Daddy podcast, as like fun as it is, they're like talking about like how, p- flying in a PJ 
Yeah, they they are living lives that are so different. An athlete, so, and it's like, all right, well. exactly. And so I've kind of the okay. idea I want to have is um, you know dating for you know scenarios that the average Joe and Jill can relate yeah. to, um, and we're having a fun time doing it. Like I think the peasants are having fun. We don't give a flying fuck about the bourgeoisie, whatever fucking the bourgeoisie. The bourgeoisie. I'm using tenth grade history terms. Um, yes. So that's what we're all about here. Um, I like to keep things as gender neutral as I can in a sense that um, you know we don't we uh, my audience is like a 60 40 female male split which is really cool not a lot of dating contents like that really yeah um it's either it's like 90 10 or 95 5 like what? one way or the other yeah uh, most dating content but but because it is so like gendered heavy and um yeah, yeah like but um kind of got lucky with that just with the Dang. situations i talk about like anyone of any gender can be go- uh, anyone of any gender can be ghosted um anyone of any gender can freaking hate ghosting a lot of people do so that's yeah. kind of where the audience came from and then we're predominantly um disproportionately like between the ages of 25 to 44 something like 75 percent between the ages of 25 to 44 so it's a bit more we're kind of regular ass people yeah we're kind of past the the college (laughs) age um if you are in college i would almost say take this podcast with a grain of salt because we talk about dating a little more seriously if you're in college just go have fun with your friends for sure um but that's kind of who the podcast is for and the format we do on here is we take two listener questions just throughout the episode um and then we have like two quick hit questions and then of course we sprinkle anecdotes throughout and then when we take our listener mailbag uh we aren't just talking to the person who wrote into us um it's usually a relatable scenario that people can learn something from so we pick it apart and we learn uh, we kind of do what if type things related to whatever the um questions about so that's how the podcast goes that's our format yeah perfect Perfect. love it i feel like you laid that out i hope i didn't um take any distract you no not in the slightest at all not in the slightest at all and with that in mind we're gonna kick off our listener question cool um as i pull that up annabelle do you want to tell a joke or a little quick oh my god i don't know um you already have it no tell tell what you're gonna tell i don't i don't have a joke okay (laughs) i can't tell jokes like that cool well good to know annabelle can't tell jokes everyone make fun of her um no i'm just kidding um yeah our our first quick hit question before we go into the mailbag is annabelle how do you define a casual relationship a casual relationship the word casual someone says they're looking for something casual what's that mean to you uh if a man says that they're looking for something casual to me it sounds like honestly maybe i'm just i read into things but that is giving like i have a partner (laughs) already yeah um or yeah let's it casual is giving like discreet to me Interesting. Um, I don't know. I but but to be dating someone casually, I think it's oh, you know what? I think it is. I think it would be like going on a date with someone, having a great time, you're good friends, and then you just kind of like don't really talk all that much for the next like few days until something else comes up and you're like, "Oh, damn, I should call that guy." And then you like go hang out with him cuz I have had that. Mm-hmm. And it's super fun. It's hmm. super fun. It's like, uh, yeah, casually dating, I would say, is just kind of like you're not holding each other to anything. You're not getting pissed when the other one isn't mm-hmm. really responding to you, you know? Yeah. I think, and yeah, I think that's a good kind of overview of what casual can mean. It's just there's mm-hmm. no expectation that what you're doing is, becomes a relationship and really no expectation of anything. And you're not supposed to, I guess, take things personally. Yeah. Um, and you if, know, you if you like hook up, you hook up, whatever. It's not, yeah, mm-hmm. either or. Um, but it's like chill if you do or do not. 
exactly <laughs> but even then with cat with casual even though it's like we kind of have agreed there's no expectation what people want out of casual exists on a spectrum and i put that on uh, a chart that i that i made i think um, if you're coming from tiktok you've seen that but the idea of casual of existing on a spectrum is you could have one end of the spectrum they want casual it's a one night stand and then on the other end it's like a situationship type mm-hmm. style relationship there's no title no responsibility but you make you go through the motions of a relationship mm-hmm. and so if you want something casual saying what your version of casual right. is right 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 yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. um that. yeah and then of course i think someone else wanted me to talk about too um obviously there's casual um you spent some time on hinge um yeah before going sure did sure yeah. did what was your take on the hinge um in i think it's like the intentions thing where it's you can put long term you know things like that um what does your take on what they have is listed as short-term relationship or long-term open to short short-term open to long L- uh swipe left immediately uh, short-term relationship what kind of fucking game do you think that- usually it's like oh i'm on hinge but i'm gonna be moving you know in like the next mm-hmm. few months so whatever mm-hmm. I've heard, I, <laughs> I might have been like my coworker or something who is like, oh, like there's this person that you're into, but they're moving away in a couple months. That's like the perfect little relationship. There's no strings attached. That sounds awesome. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. Yeah. That sounds absolutely terrible. What, you're hanging out with this person and just like not getting attached to them in any way? Like, what? No, that's terrible. Yeah. A short term looking for a short-term relationship yeah i do think what? it's i think it's because hinge wants to be like oh the app designed to be deleted they like want to avoid saying casual and hookups i think it's hinge speak for hookups um but oh is yeah. there no casual option no because <gasps> oh, it's hinge so wants to be the, the short term okay yes i think they're trying to make it sound as an got elevated it. version of casual as you can got it i yeah. don't i don't know what i put on mine a lot of people just don't marriage. fill it out looking for a husband well, one thing like and i think it was when um i had buddy on but it was putting long-term relationship versus uh-huh. um look um life partner on hinge mm-hmm. um you know, oh, what should you put because wow, yeah they have they have long-term relationship and they have life partner and okay. it's someone asked does life putting it you're looking for a life partner does that make you um like look too scary to somebody or is that going to scare people off like what does long-term relationship send the same message a life partner is so romantic that's way more romantic than long-term relationship like mm-hmm. if you're looking for a life like if everyone's looking for a life partner and if you mm-hmm. say you're not like you're bullshitting everyone that's like i feel like the everyone's dream in life is to find somebody to like go on the experience the human experience with yeah but I, I do think at the end of the day, at 80 years old, everyone wants to be sitting on a beach with their life partner, mm-hmm. looking off in the sunset, saying that this was a great life. But mm-hmm. I think some people want to get to that point sooner than others. Um, some people, you know, they don't feel any rush to get there. There's some people who are looking for that right now. There's some people who say, I'm, I'm down to do that with somebody on another beach somewhere else and then, you know, come back to the life partner thing later. And so I think that's kind of where it comes from, like yeah i guess you're right uh yeah i will say i um i this this guy that i i casually dated um he was not from this country Mm -hmm. he's from another country um in like south america um and i seriously adore this guy he's like the best ever but i remember having a conversation with him one night and he was like this whole uh, like obsession with finding one person for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. is very american interesting uh i don't know if i should give away what countries from but like he was just like in my country like we don't it's not like that like you 
you kind of like gently acknowledge that people come into and go out of your life and like mm-hmm. you might have multiple mm-hmm. like uh soulmates interesting out there yeah and it's just kind of like life is more it's more accepted to like date in that way i think interesting. i've heard like so many di- like countries are so different with yeah, how they date. i've heard totally. in australia if like i don't know if there's any aussies listening we do have some on the heat map um in australia apparently if you hook up with somebody the assumption is you're now in a relationship uh-huh um which is interesting because i always, when i think of australians i just think of like them chugging beers out of their shoes so that's just like funny to me and then with like it's with italy like they're in no rush to get married like same with germany i've heard that um Mm -hmm. but yeah i i I would be interested to hear about how other countries date would you say that we are in a rush to get married like i think there's some there's i think there's definitely people more religious more religious i think there's also family unit we had there's also the benefits that come with marriage um Mm -hmm. and just how i think financially there's there's more at stake and more incentives to get married here than maybe elsewhere that mm. gives you benefits like mm-hmm. health care and housing um, mm-hmm. or like and pay and time off and whatnot um you yeah. almost like need it more um if you want to have a family of sorts um but I'd be, i would be curious to know if we had some if we had someone that had done dating around the world and could explain the differences as a guest um if anyone knows of anyone like that send them our way we'd love to talk to them Hmm. but just yeah yeah um that was a good discussion on casual relationships <laughs> we're gonna hear sorry. from a listener no no it was real a, into it okay no it was a good it was a good discussion um we're gonna go into our second ask and these are all gonna be around um you know what do i call this what is this what is going on in this situation all right so we've got female 28 and she wants to know is there a way to gracefully decline being exclusive or labeling of relationship without ruining things I, female 28, have been seeing a guy from Hinge for about two and a half months. Before this, I was in a serious long-term relationship for most of my 20s. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy dating this guy and getting to know him. I love being around him. We vibe well. I find him extremely attractive. However, I still feel new to the dating world. And to be honest, I feel like I want to explore all my options. This guy is one of the first people I match with. And I want to play the field a little more before committing to anything. Just to know what's out there. I don't know how to say this without coming off as pretty arrogant, but I'm a catch. And given that I don't really date or didn't really date during my 20s, I kind of want to explore this. On the other hand, I really like this guy. We both said that we wanted to take things slow. However, I am getting hints that he wants to be exclusive. He tried to bring this up jokingly, but I ignored it and tried playing it off. I have a feeling he is going to bring this up seriously sometime this week, and I don't know what to say. Is there a way to gracefully decline being exclusive or labeling the relationship without ruining things? I think for me, I'd want to talk about exclusivity after dating for five or six months. Is that unreasonable? (laughs) My girl, greedy. You want to play the field and still keep this guy in your back pocket. It's kind of funny. My short answer is, well, first it depends on what you consider ruining things. But if the idea is, can I decline a label and still keep this guy the exact same way I've had him. No. 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 I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> you're enjoying. Let his ass go. you got to let him go. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying being single and that you're a catch and you have options. Um, but no. The short answer is no, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And that's something you'll learn very quickly in dating. There are trade-offs <laughs> to everything. Oh, my God. I, and when, how long did she, she said she was in a relationship? Most of her 20s. So she's, okay. she's getting and back then, out there. And we always show our, our writers yeah, and she's, she's getting back out there. So, I mean, really what she could say if he brings this up is just like, I, I'm sorry, I got out of a really long-term relationship somewhat recently. And, you know, I'm still like working through 
learning how to be single <laughs> yeah and I, I actually think she should get ahead of it I think uh, if you feel like he's yeah. if he's dropping hints and you're thinking he's gonna ask you like you're not mm-hmm. stupid um and you know don't play dumb because I think a lot of times like you know if you're gonna be out there dating you're gonna feel like this probably from some guys at some point the feeling of you know he he totally like he knew he totally. had to have known I liked him like why didn't he say something why was it on me he could For clearly sure. tell um you can tell so it's on you to say something um and I think it would probably go along the lines of um you know saying hey i really enjoy hanging out with you as we have um i'm you i would love to keep doing this but i want to give you a heads up like i'm recently out of a relationship i'm not ready to take any kind of next steps at this point and i think if you're saying it like that like some people are going to say you know saying words like you know right now or later it is wrong to do because it's a more it's probably a never thing i do think if you genuinely believe it's something that could happen down the road there's nothing wrong with saying it mm-hmm. but at the same time um yeah you you do need to say something um and yes. get ahead of it yeah and like i don't know if you really like each other uh but you want to play the field like play the field and then mm-hmm. you can always beg for forgiveness later if you want it well, yeah, and if you do want, if you want to come back, because what what's probably going to happen um, first? Yeah, can you can you decline a label? I don't. And for all you know, maybe he wants the same thing you do. There are some guys who would jump for joy at the idea of getting to have you know girlfriend benefits without the responsibility. Yeah, which is, true. Would would the question is would you be okay with him hooking up with other people yeah. at this point? Like, do you like him enough that you don't want him hooking up with other people? I guess. Yeah, and that you'd have to ask that, and that's it's a trade-off that's going to come with it. it. It's also like if you, if someone you know is da- open to the idea of a more casual relationship versus mm-hmm. seeing it as dating and moving towards something, how they treat you and how they go about courting you and interacting with you might change. They're you know the person that you yeah. want to be in a relationship with you, you treat a little bit differently than the person you call when you've got when nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's something that you have to keep t- to take into account. Like you know he yeah. might be interested, but he how he communicates with you might change but that's another one of those you can't have your cake and eat it too mm-hmm. um i also and if he's not interested i do think there's a lot of guys who would be interested in the type of scenario you're looking for where it's keep doing things that feel like dates that are fun consistent sure. but aren't heading to a relationship or don't have that you know hanging over your head uh-huh yeah but i think and another thing yeah go ahead, go ahead oh yeah i was gonna say another thing i would say too is and I would, because I would say, I I know we got a similar question like a few episodes back where it was a guy talking about women. It's a 37 year old guy. Um, I really do think there's something to be said for, you know, I don't want to stereotype based on age, but oh, you do have to. Oh, she said play. he's 37. Yeah. How old is she? 28. Okay. Yeah. So I do think there's something to be said for playing the numbers game. A 37 year old man, um, you know, might be looking to settle down. Yeah. And I think sometimes when it comes down to, you know, you know, you're not ready for a relationship choosing people that maybe are in the same place that you're in i think what you're looking for is a way more ideal situation for the 27 to 30 crowd with guys than the 37 year old crowd because i would say the same thing if a guy was saying oh my gosh like all these women want relationships they're telling me their biological clock is ticking and they're they're 29 i would say stop talking to 29 year olds go 23 to 25 you're not going to be the bad guy who wasted someone's time I also think that I, I understand to not wanting to let go of somebody that you are kind of casually seeing just to see it, like if you can play the field, mm-hmm. you know, because you're like, oh shit, then I'm going to, I'm going to have no one. It's like the dog that looks into the, it's reflection in the water holding the bone and then tries to get the bone from the reflection and then 
mm-hmm. loses it. Yeah. You know? So, and that's, I think, a very real thing. <laughs> Bird in the hand, two in the bush. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but that won't happen <laughs> pretty much. I think if you, like, want to go out and explore, there's so much opportunity and so much, like, so many fascinating different types of people out there um, who you will vibe with differently than this guy. Um, and I wouldn't be, like... Don't, like, not let him go because you're like, I don't know if I could find anything else. Yeah. There's so much out there. If I've learned anything. Yeah. It's, it's also, like, if you're such a catch, you'll have no problem with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. So I would say that. What do you think, too? And I, I put it also um, as something to go through. Do you think dating someone with no label for five or six months is unreasonable? An unreasonable way to get into a, a really a amount of time of dating before a relationship? I just, it's impossible that it won't come up between you guys like it's going to Mm -hmm. like what do you do what do you do if if one party brings it up and is like hey so like what what do i tell people that we are like you know Mm -hmm. and you're like "Ah, ah, nope we're not having this discussion for five months yeah sorry what about in general (laughs) though like later like you have to i feel like you have to have something yeah i think so too i think it just naturally if you're seeing someone regularly because i could see it being something more spread out because sometimes like start to finish of dating before a relationship maybe Mm -hmm. takes that long like you go on a date with someone and then things like fall off the wagon and then lo and behold like walk back into your life three months later and if you mapped it all out it'd Mm -hmm. be five months Mm -hmm. but like five months of just like dating and then just not calling it anything I think is weird yes yeah yeah I think it is what's what do you think is the appropriate amount of time to be dating not in a relationship yet before you make it official before you make it official so i feel like you can when you are in that interim period Mm -hmm. like it's also uh appropriate to say my man or my girl Mm -hmm. because that's not as official as boyfriend or girlfriend Mm -hmm. so like if i'm seeing somebody and it's gotten like kind of serious and i'm like talking to to someone else and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh yeah blah 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 like that's my man or whatever yeah like that is almost like a a step before yeah. boyfriend. So. I think, no, I would totally agree on calling somebody that, but some, but I do think like also like, but just making it official in general, like, yeah, it comes with the titles, but then it's mm-hmm. like, there's a little bit of more responsibility that comes with that. Like, what do you think is, how much time would you spend dating somebody before you make okay, it? Okay. Okay. What's what too, mean. what's too soon? Um, what's, too, what's too long? I'm a freak. I'm down for like <laughs> two weeks of dating. <laughs> if I really like them, I'm like, yup, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I move fast too. Sounds good. Yeah, I move fast. Which Whatever. Is why these like, romantic extended things like, and I don't know, like college, I feel like is different because it just forces you to be around yeah. people a bunch. So I think like a lot of people who are like, yeah, we just spent our year talking. They call it talking because they're in fucking college. Um, yeah, it's like it would be more normal, but as you're older, like you have to like choose to hang out with people. Yeah. Is that, is that a, is that a crazy bitch thing though? To be like, I move fast or whatever. No. Cause I, I know guys say it too when they find the right person. Oh, I really? think in general okay. people move fast when they find the right person. You think so? Which is why when I people like say, it's, it's, I like to take it slow. I'm like, no, you yeah. don't. You're not ready for a yes. relationship. Yeah, exactly. You're or you're, you don't really like the person. Yeah. <laughs> I think take it slow is, and I think yeah. people, when they say it, they genuinely believe it. That's the other thing too, is like when people say these things, everyone's always like, they said this thing to hoodwink me and trick me. It's like, no, I think a lot more people genuinely believe what they're saying. They just don't, you know, understand what's going on in front of them. They only have their point of view and they're mm-hmm. thinking about themselves first. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go into our next quick hit question. I think our quick hit is actually a another, it was like a short question, so I need to read it. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, quick hit. Can casual or friends with benefits ever become a relationship? I have 26 female, been in a casual slash friends with benefits situation with a guy, 26 male, for the last six months. We didn't want it to be anything serious, but my feelings have grown. Our hangouts have also escalated and conversations have gotten deeper. Is this a sign it could be something? Do guys ever change their minds? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Oh, God damn, that friends with benefits situation. We were talking about this yep. uh, yesterday, the mm. other night, and like, how do you define friends with benefits and... Actually, you had asked me, like, if I ever had a friends with benefits, and I was like, no, that's crazy. But now mm. that I think about it, like, yeah, totally. I've been in this situation before, and definitely, mm. where you're, like, hanging out with somebody. Um, but uh, short answer, no. I really don't think that it can, like, graduate mm-hmm. from there. I think it's, yeah. I don't know. I think when you're friends, people are always like, oh, the friends to relationship pipeline. But sometimes I'm like, if you're good friends, and mm-hmm. then you try to get into a relationship after that, like the rules just feel so different you know? yeah it's also like if you were it, i feel like it's maybe it's like that the mermaid theory or the mermaid the mermaid theory we talked about like a few Ooh, weeks ago where it's huh. like you're lonely you and you're just like this person will this this will do like i feel safe because yeah. i think there's something for women too where yes. it's like you're afraid of getting murdered and you're like this person i know they're not gonna murder me i'm lonely dude they are dude, nice i heard about this a lot like uh at the start of covid mm-hmm. like i had friends who yeah they would like they like met somebody on hinge or tinder or in their building or whatever during covid Mm -hmm. and then they ended up dating for like two years or whatever kind of and then it was just like they realized like oh i actually did not ever like this person Mm -hmm. that much i i just was a little bit stuck with them yeah 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 i think that's kind of when it happens i think the cases where friends with benefits can work i think first it's the movies have skewed people's perception i don't think it's like this success i don't think it's the way to start things i think when there's a friends to lovers situation not a friends with benefits i think where the friends to lovers works is when it's two people that know each other and are forced to interact with each other that can't express their attraction that have because of their situation they get to know somebody really well but can't act on it and then when they finally do it's because they can and they have all this like history as far as getting to know each other but they were always attracted like i think See, I've been in that situation before, and it was catastrophic, kind of. It just, like... It can blow up in your face, though. Well, because you have all this, like, tension building with this person, Mm -hmm. and then when the tension finally breaks and you're together, you're like, oh, it's not what I... Yeah. It's not what I, like, fantasized about, really. I feel like it could go either... I feel like it could go one way or the other. Like, it could go really, really well in a sense where... Mm -hmm. Like, cause I think of the, like the coworker example where it's, if you're, you have a coworker, you think your coworker's hot, no one's going to run in and jump and just date mm-hmm. their, a lot of people don't want to date their coworker, mm-hmm. but then, you know, two years go by, you were desk partners. Hey, I'm leaving the company. And by the way, I always found you attractive and they've got, then they go on the date and, um, you know, it's, it, it kind of like works in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's, you know, they choose to get into a relationship because it's finally like, you know, this is worth it. Whatever happens, happens. So they put a lot more thought into dating that person because of like the history or all the other factors involved where it's like you go and ask out your best friend's younger sister or something like that like you know that it's worth it you know like that there's stakes um but then it can also blow up in your face because when it blows up it really blows up yeah like there's collateral damage in the form of losing friends like maybe someone has to leave the company yeah like that yeah totally totally or yeah you're like cheating on your wife for somebody else Mm -hmm. that is friends with your wife and then you leave your wife and then it's just like oh well you can't be shocked and upset that your life fell to pieces and nobody wants to talk to you anymore exactly was it worth it like that'll always cause like problems 
yeah exactly mm-hmm. so people put extra thought into it but i think that's different than like the friends with benefits idea because the friends with benefits first off i don't think you can go and find a friends with benefits off the street that's a mm-hmm. fuck buddy you have to like be friends with the person like it's it's like there's a friendship there's a plate like the plate platonic it's platonic <laughs> platonic platonic bitch. it is platonic platon platonic i don't platonic. think i don't think there are dual pronunciations i'm saying it that. sounds exactly the same but when i say it louder it's the play is accentuated because of play-doh platonic but it's yeah. like well, if i say platonic that sounds normal if i go platonic it sounds louder well so <laughs> okay okay pronounce words sure. um but um yeah it's like someone that was platonic relationship and then there's something going on simultaneously like you're in the same friend group that's a friends with benefits yes a fuck buddy is like you go on a dating app you're like i'm looking for friends with benefits no you're not fucking friends you're fuck buddies that is a fuck yes okay um but like i think like friends with benefits happens because like someone's making concessions like it's like you're already saying like i'm doing this until something better comes along like wow okay okay so you think in that situation it's because one party is like I know that I can do better, but this is keeping me busy. Um, I think it's like, a, I think it's safe. I don't think anyone consciously thinks that because nobody, nobody thinks they're evil. Like no one is like, haha, like this person is But at is the mine. root of it, do you think that's what it is? I think, yeah, because if they didn't, they would just be in a relationship. Yeah. If you're doing all these things, having these deep talks, why aren't you in a relationship? Um, I think if you want to try for it, here's what you do though. Mm-hmm. I think, is it unlikely? Yes. Mm-hmm. But the way you, you go down that road is first you got to you got to say something now that you know because if you for, if you go about hanging out and continuing to do this friends with benefits thing hoping to earn your way into a relationship and one day they'll realize you're just going to get pissed off and disappointed yeah. you need to say something immediately and you need to have like a, a contract renegotiation basically yeah hey we have been doing this whatever it is for you know whatever amount of time i've been having fun i wasn't expecting to Catch, I wasn't expecting this, but I'm I'm starting to catch feelings. I you feel like you're a really awesome person. I I would actually like to try like giving this a shot. You know, can we try if you haven't? And a lot of times, friends with benefits is like in the house, like in your snuggies and blankets mm-hmm, and eating cookies. Mm-hmm, sure. Could we go out for a drink and do something that, like that's like a a date in that sense? Um, that feels like a first date. And you know, I think first off, nobody intends to be close with anybody. Like, that's not weird. You probably didn't intend to have feelings for this person. Sure, yeah. And now that you do, like, that's normal. No, yeah, like, no one true. woke up and said, I'm going to go find a best friend today. Like, that's just not right, how it works. Right, right, right. Um, and then what they're going to probably do, um, and maybe you want to say that before you're on your way out the door, just because you don't know how they're going to react. Um, maybe they'll say a response immediately. Um, maybe they'll say, I need to think about it, just because they might be caught off guard. Um, they might also like nod along and agree to it and change their mind, or they might nod along to it enthusiastically. Um, but you kind of got to have to plan ahead as far as like, what would you do depending on what they say? Like if you're someone, I do think for the most part, if you know that you want something more out of a situation, sticking around as this, you know, in this secondary type of relationship that you don't want, um, is not a good idea. Like for your own mental health, it's also like, some people do that thinking they can like earn their way into what they do want um, or they can change someone's mm-hmm. mind. I don't know that you can. I think you have kind of one shot and, and don't like put too much hype into this because I think no matter how you say it, there's not a perfect way to tell this person or ask this person that is like the you know silver bullet to get what you want. I think just say the first thing that comes to mind like and just say, hey, like I've, I've got feelings. Um, and if they are not on the same page, um, I won't tell you what to do, but I think if it 
isn't helpful to you, and for the most part it isn't, it's not a good friends with benefits situation to continue. Valid, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Any? Would you add anything else? Um. No, I mean, I guess it's it's a it's a tough situation to be into because you don't want to get your feelings hurt. <laughs> that's that's the hard thing too. But you have two options. You have um, step up and step, say they, something. Yeah, they. You have option A it. is you continue and say nothing and get frustrated mm-hmm. to protect your own feelings, mm-hmm. um, and you and you pray and you just hope that you know be a bag in the wind and hope something happens. Or B, you hand them a dagger and say, stab me in the heart or love me forever. Uh, Shakespearean, I love it. I know, right? So if you like having your time mm-hmm. and you know moving on when something's not right for you, you do option B. If you're okay with floating and you just really don't want to hear anybody insulting you, I guess go with option A. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough because it's like you're t- not technically dating, you know, whatever, but it's not even like you can be playing the field outside of that if you really like this person. <laughs> I think by nature, when you really like someone, your heart's not in it when you're trying yeah, to pursue other people. You can't. It's yeah. so tr- oh, God, it's so true. It's also, yeah, yeah, like being in a situation like that with someone who's not sharing feelings, it just prevents you from finding the right person. And there's more fish in the sea, as the other girl said. She's a catch. Totally. There's a million other people. Follow her lead. Totally. Um, but you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. So I'm going to jump in and get to our next listener inbox. This is our last one. We've got, this will be a fun one and relatable, I think, to Austin where we live. Oh we are boy. also, we record in Austin, Texas, um, at the famous pouch six studios. It is a great studio. Um, so that's another fun thing about us. We are Austinites, but we are originally from Southern California. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's number two. Can you ever change a Peter Pan? I'm a 27-year-old woman, a lot of 27-year-olds today, making good money, and I'm surrounded by successful men. Is that great, right? Nope. I've been living here for five years and been on more dates than I can count, and without fail, every single guy has a raging case of Peter Pan syndrome. It's been a cycle, if not a one-to-two-date situation where the guy drops a not-looking-for-anything-serious, which I walk away from. It's a two-month situation where everything seems to be going great just for them to drop a delayed not looking for anything serious or not looking for a relationship. And these guys are so fucking nonchalant about it. Like they assumed I would just be okay with it or down for a casual thing. It is so frustrating. What makes it even more frustrating? A lot of the advice I've been given is to look at guys' actions as an indicator for whether or not they want a relationship. As in, the guy who takes you out for dates over Netflix and chill. However, these guys are all more than willing to do nice dates. Spending this type of money on women is clearly a drop in the bucket in this tier of guys. So this isn't exactly a good litmus test. Also, our situation is never a secret. I've been invited as a date to parties or along to group gatherings. Also, I forgot to add, these aren't just the 27 to 28-year-old guys. I'd say more than half are over 30. The last guy who wasn't ready for a relationship was 33. Yet on his dating app profile, he said he wanted children someday. When? So age isn't a good litmus test either. How can I better spot and avoid Peter Pans going forward? Can you ever change a Peter Pan? Damn, a lot of feels in this that's one. crazy it's that is so crazy you said she's in austin no she's a major city oh I said major we are, city we're okay, in okay, austin. okay okay because i was gonna say god damn it I, if i haven't experienced this exact same thing like in rapid succession too it feels like y- you get out of it and then you're like talking to somebody else and you're like oh this guy's really different than the last guy boom boom gets you every the, time dude. Th- that's the consequences of living in a big city like 
it's there's more options for you and there's more options to everyone mm-hmm. for everybody um if you were in a small town yeah people might be more ready to settle down but you'd have like four guys to choose from can't have your cake and eat it too that's that's becoming a theme yeah. of this episode you, you really so, cannot and, have your cake and eat it and that's how the guys well. are gonna be too like i think the uh-huh. guys are gonna be yeah like why not too like it's i if this city's anything like austin like any i think any major city like a denver is like austin this way like mm-hmm. or new york is even crazier yeah like you've got time to not settle down so people aren't especially dudes it feels it i mean people aren't but i know that there are people that are that's you know? true and it sucks when you're like going through this and it just feels like strike after strike but mm-hmm. then you see like your friends and people you know getting into long-term relationships where they're really happy with this person and they they're staying together and it's successful and they mm-hmm. get engaged and it's like what yeah what the fuck where i and i and you're just wasting your time over and over and over again and it's like yeah i don't know and the i think the worst part about it is how like blindsided it kind of you kind of feel by it yeah because it feels so like because this guy has been really cool dude mm-hmm. i uh, this uh i went through this like kind of <laughs> recently this dude like we were like sending each other poetry and like mm-hmm. we're like reading books together and shit and like and then just all of a sudden it was like yeah i'm not you know whatever and i was like okay so you just played the like romance novel character and probably mm-hmm. i was probably self-fulfilling honestly he probably was like mm-hmm. you know dudes will do that they want to believe themselves to be like romantic and stuff yeah but then um but then he was really wasn't looking for anything and it's just like mm-hmm. Am I du- am I stupid? Was I deceived? Was I just not? <laughs> I think guys get ahead of themselves, and the, but I, and I think mm-hmm. like I said, like how a lot of people, nobody's. I think there's not a lot of people wandering through life being like, I'm gonna go play some tricks on people. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people genuinely believe what they're saying when they say it, and believe it to be true, and they just don't think that far ahead or they don't think of the consequences like it's kind of like if you bump into somebody from high school that you didn't hate you liked them just fine at the supermarket Mm -hmm. and you say to them like hey what's up and then maybe you say to them we should totally grab a drink sometime and maybe you think you don't you don't think in the back of your mind like i don't really mean this like you think it's probably sounds like a nice thing to say and maybe you kind of believe it but if they hit you up two days later and said that drink you said like let's totally get a drink you're kind of like oh they thought I meant it. Like, they're taking it seriously. <laughs> uh-huh. I think, okay. like, guys don't necessarily think about, like, women think so hard on our words and, and we think that there's so much to read into with guy it's words. True. They're just, they're talking the, yeah. out their butt. Um, yeah. But, true. like, I think that's, so I think that's a part of it. Um, I would definitely say, I, and I think people, like, don't really think about what's next until they, like, have, like, they sleep on it or they're like, oh, shit, like, oh, I, there's a lot of weight to my words that I just mm-hmm, said. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, I, and I think that that's something you'll run into. I also think as far as things go with you feeling like you're bumping into this type of guy all the time, I think this type of guy has a way of being more visible and being more outgoing and more out there and having a dating profile that maybe is just more, I guess, that stands out a little bit more. Because like, I don't want to even say, like, more attractive. I I want to say more just, like, better pictures or, like, pictures doing more stuff, like, more money too like yeah. just more but i do think there's there's people i don't think money like go she I think said that she it was these men were like 
Well, I think something well to do or something, right? Yeah. So. I do think like that's not the only, I don't think it's like all wealth like all wealthy guys are going to act like that. Okay. But I do think they're going to be showing off their money in a way that, you know, the guy who bought the house and saves his money in the bank for a rainy day and is uh-huh. doing home projects, you know, bought their house, they spend their Saturday building a fire pit, and that's how they spend their money is different than the guy who says I'm going to go live at you know the sky house or something some some skyscraper pay four thousand dollars a month in rent um and then show it off and have all the nice clothes yeah i think that one of them feels richer than the other even though one's probably doing better and probably a bit smarter with their money um and i think that guy's going to be more visible and have the better dating app profile pictures whereas the other one's going to be you know picture with a dog while hiking or in front of a campfire so i think it's because sometimes people like uh, and people I'm going to post these clips on TikTok people are going to say like well it, the hot guys have their options you got to go for the I don't think it's a, a looks thing as much as it is a type and a personality but yeah like and that's another can't have a cake and eat it too if you like party guy who buys bottle service and you know goes traveling a lot and all of that like the caveat to that is you know they might not be looking for a relationship the way mm-hmm. the guy that's living a little bit further from the city center is so i think it's kind of going for a certain type of guy and also being ready for that type of guy like if you're attracted to the fun party city guy there might be a reason for that like are you ready for a relationship yourself like if the person that's a little more mellowed out is kind of sounds boring to you like maybe you're not like yeah um so you kind of have to have some trade-offs and of course like i think i ran into the issue sometimes too before i got in a relationship of feeling like every guy was either they were so fun so party and not looking for a relationship almost too much party or they wanted didn't want to do anything and they were judgy about it and it's Mm -hmm. like i still like to go to music festivals i still like to go to concerts i like to you know have a a fun night and it felt like i just couldn't find that somewhere in the middle it's out there i think you can have to yeah when you can't find that so yeah i think Mm i i was going through that too where i was like oh my god um just like dating for the last like six months or whatever because it's just so fucking like awful trying to find somebody that you're compatible with and like every time you're kind of like well there's these these hang-ups but like i don't know i could see it working out but like Mm -hmm. really if you are having to like alter your personality or change yourself in some Mm -hmm. way to like kind of fit this situationship dude like Mm -hmm. it's there is a a way better match out there yeah and that's the thing too is you have to keep looking and you're not looking for a needle in the haystack but if you think who you are is kind of rare like you know you're this fun person and you know it might take a little bit more to find that but i think you continue to find that by being yourself and kind of going into those like groups hangs or activities that maybe are outside of just like out and parties like great Mm -hmm. places for that is you know when people have barbecues pre-games like groups of friends like that means a lot like i feel like nobody people don't want to fuck over people they met through friends. Mm-hmm. Like if you meet somebody and you're introduced by a friend by default, by default, you're probably, you know, there's more stakes involved if you're an asshole to that person versus mm-hmm. a dating app match where if you're a dick to them and ghost them, you know, who's going to come after you? No one's right. going to be like, what the fuck did you do to so-and-so? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think going and hanging out with friends, like um, joining groups and, and interacting with people there that aren't necessarily drinking centric, but are still fun yes. um, and finding people there versus trying to like, go to the clubby fun places and and turning those people right, around right 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 um, yeah like uh, yeah definitely mm-hmm. more comfortable spaces yeah and i think se- the way you sell yourself too like some people say well you should be who be yourself on a dating app not don't but i do think choosing certain pictures like can convey that like hobbies and interests and then i think if you have interests cuz sometimes 
you know, if you're interested, I think a big one is like, if you're interested in EDM, some people correlate that with like parties and out and clubs and stuff. Like if you're someone who likes the music, like talk about the artist or something like that. Um, um, I'm totally making assumptions about this woman's life, but question <laughs> just came up for me D- uh, on your dating apps when you had them. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any pictures of you in a bikini? No, you did not. No, it was just it was like blood, blood in the water kind of thing. Like I just I didn't want to really okay yeah okay interesting mm-hmm. i think i have like three <laughs> and i like always did that i don't know i was just like i need to look as hot as possible on this yeah thing. i don't know but that but i just think like it's approach, it just I, in, yeah. I had no interest it was all just like bikini pictures yeah no I, ne- I never did so I, I do think though like yeah if you're putting bikini pictures it's, it's blood in the water i think like I think there's there's cute and tasteful like I think there's also there's versions of bikini pictures because everyone's like, when people sometimes say but, bikini pictures they yeah. think like thought bikini there's there's just two versions of bikini pictures sure. in my opinion okay yeah 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 definitely um, there but, are yeah I think but pictures that show your personality um and like more like niche interests I think are cool mm-hmm. and then yeah I, I don't think you can change a Peter Pan I think Peter Pans change on their own when they meet the right person maybe you will come across someone who's somebody else's Peter Pan and then you're just like he was just a great person the whole time like everyone's dad was a fuck boy to somebody Damn. but he's your dad now um and he's your dad now yeah so Still you might, might be but yeah you might hopefully not <laughs> you yeah you might you might find somebody else's fuck boy and you may never know about it so i think you can't change if you already have decided they're a i'm sorry fuck boy, peter if you've already decided they're a peter pan no you can't change them yes um yeah damn that but, is that is true i think yeah for sure like your your one your match like has been a peter panda other people i think also a lot of that is just like experience in dating like every time you date somebody new you're kind of like leveling up and moving more towards like what you want mm-hmm. and you i don't know you kind of like start to weed things out and get closer and closer to it and yeah. so like if he has been a peter pan in the past like <laughs> to yeah. other people it was basically because he was like learning how to date before exactly the other thing too is like yeah being a better buyer and communicating what you want like yes that means you have to be more direct about wanting Mm -hmm. a relationship some people think that makes you sound clingy and weird no there's ways you can convey that without sounding clingy and weird um yeah but some and some people of course say like well then i'm gonna lose him you want to if he's a peter pan and dead th- ass, you want to lose don't him. try to hold on to him so if he wants to go let, let him go. go i also think with the peter pans too the good thing about peter pans is they do not want to be evil and they do not think they are evil and so mm. the second there is a consequence that is introduced they will think about it so if you say something like um you know before you have sex for example hey sex is a big deal to me and you know um, after i have sex with someone I, I get more attached and you know i i um you know look to take things to the next level they're going to chew on that and they're probably not going to go forward with that yeah. sex. But you got to say it. You can't float through yeah. it and just think like, if I'm good enough, they'll want me. Or the assumption now is they're evil if, you know, I didn't say this beforehand. Um, because if you just go along with things, people tend to, and you don't say anything, you seem like you're having fun. Right. People are going to assume that you are having fun and you're okay with it. Yeah. Weed them out in the beginning. That is a good that too. idea. And it feels less personal when yeah. you do that. Yeah, I, I guess it's probably hard for her if she's just kind of, like, going on dates, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of when it comes down to, like, yeah, when you hook up with somebody, mm-hmm. setting boundaries, is that's, like, a very natural thing to do. But, like, if you're getting invited on a date, it's hard to be like, hey, listen, 
I would love to go on this date with you, but like you don't if say things it go well. Like, I do think you don't. I do want a relationship. <laughs> I don't think you say it before the date altogether. Okay. When people say, "What are you looking for?" I think that's weird. Uh-huh. I think first date. I think first date. You don't necessarily say it, but you show not tell. I think great questions. Some people think that asking about past relationships on a first date is a, a no no, or talking about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, "When was your last relationship?" I think it shows relationships are on your mind, and it shows how they talk about their exes. And usually, that and that doesn't force people to use names or force them to um you know give too much information out just you know when was it and oh okay cool um and uh-huh. then i've thought i've found things too like i think i had different reactions like as i got older talking about things like oh family and then sometimes and it, would, it wouldn't be like shoehorned in but it would be like oh yeah like you know when i have kids someday i'd love to take them to this vacation spot like uh-huh. um you know saying things like that someone that's like so terrified of that or doesn't see that in the future for them it's not in the line of sight mm-hmm. they might be like ah so like whoa 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 yeah. <laughs> hold on yeah no exactly. i think yeah you do need somebody that like aligns with you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and <laughs> being open jump. yeah 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 i think that is definitely uh, like if i'm gonna start dating somebody theoretically right now and like i ostensibly want a family someday and they are like totally shut down on it i'm not going any further yeah i'm not like what i i'm sorry like i i know that that's like something that i want and i don't really want to like spend a few years either trying to convince somebody to do that or being convinced not to Mm -hmm. yeah no i'm i'm on the same boat yeah yeah um what time are we at i think we're coming up on time oh wow Hmm. We're on uh, time. Dang, are we really? Yeah, we are. That was a, that was a good one. Um, we're actually recording um, another episode shortly after this. Ooh, so we're having yeah. a back-to-back on the recording side, but this will be out pretty quickly. Um, I want to thank you guys for coming in, and we'll catch you next time. Um, I'm Charlotte Warren. This is the Petty Peasant Party Podcast. I'm Annabelle, and I am also here. Annabelle's <laughs> going to be on here a lot. Um, yes, I am. Yeah. Um, Annabelle is my younger sister, and she's 10 times cooler than me. What? Yes. Um, so thanks, Chill. guys, for joining in. Um, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. <laughs>